It's another week of the Dismal Tide, guys. We're back. It's back. It's week 11. Week 11. Uh, five weeks still underway. That's right. But and, we're playing this week. NFL season, this is... Um, you're in it. You're in it. This is... I don't know. What happens week 11, generally? Anything good? Uh, well, a lot of the uh, the bad teams start really going into tank mode around week 11. There's a lot of... And you should be able to forfeit a whole NFL season. Like what? Yeah, if you have like some upcoming rookie quarterback and just the rest of the team falls around, falls apart around him. Like, why do you want to even risk anybody anymore? Don't even show up. Just, just bring up the practice squad guys. There's, yeah, the tanking is so much utility in the NFL. It's kind, it, it, it's so, it is, it's offensive to me that there's a lot of teams who charge money for tickets. Yeah, like, uh, well, what's the team? Well, the Browns for the last three or four years. Like, yeah, if yeah. You, you should just like. As a part of the tour of Cleveland, as you'd hand you some Browns tickets. Exactly that. Um, uh, who who currently would be a good example? Uh, Tampa Bay Rays, maybe right now. Uh, half of Major League Baseball. Half of Major League Baseball. I don't know anything about hockey. There's yeah, some like Atlanta just won, just broke their 18 game losing streak last night in basketball. Yeah. So like that uh, tier of yeah. teams. The Hawks. Uh, the the Knicks this entire season. Oh yeah. Uh. Phoenix Suns. What happened to Phoenix? Like, they made some moves this summer. They're like, you know what? We're going for a playoff spot. And just, like, at, I haven't heard shit about Trevor Ariza all year. Um, and he was like this big, just like, we got this guy in a one-year contract. He's going to put us over the top. And just none of it. Like, I haven't even really heard about Devin Booker much this year. Uh, they're a bad team. So whatever Devin Booker's doing is kind of irrelevant. Yeah. He's but like just, last year he was on a bad team. He was still putting up like just pat, a lot just of points. Padding stats to get for for future contracts. Yeah. He says all the right stuff. I mean, he's still not going to end up being a son long term no matter what he says cuz it's like why would like what makes me say that is just well, complete guess. But. Well, here, uh, I'll tell you what's going to happen is that the Suns are going to get the number 1 pick again and um they're going to take uh, Zion and uh, the Knicks will be left for dead. RJ Barrett. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. He's not Zion. No. I'm going to uh, announce my intention to actually kill myself if the <laughs> Knicks don't win the draft lottery. Don't. I want to be clear on this. I've I've spent a lot of time on Tankathon just simulating the draft over and over again. I did and, that the last couple of years. And the Knicks consistently pick five. Mm. Are they the worst team in basketball still? Yes, but being the worst team in basketball ain't what it used to be because you only got a 14% chance of the yeah. number one pick, along with two other teams, rather than a 25%, which, you know, was supposed to de-incentivize tanking, and yet look where we are. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We can't wait for, like, the, the nine seed to get the number one overall pick. Remember that year uh, when the, the Cavs got Kyrie? Well, the the worst-case scenario in which we have to just blow up basketball is the Lakers get him. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's all. That's that's in play now. Yeah, there's a it definitely is. I think they have a half a percent or a one percent chance, depending like where they'll realistically fall. Probably the you know thirteenth or fourteenth best best odds. But um, I remember being that, very that might mad. happen when when the Cavs got Kyrie that year. It was the year LeBron left for Miami, and it was like, oh, we got the number one pick. We're back, baby. I was so fucking mad. Like, what, what? They just had LeBron for all this time, and now just like as soon as he leaves, they get Kyrie. I, just, I was pissed. Well, they they still weren't very good until LeBron went back. Correct, but like, just like immediately able to put another superstar in your back pocket. 
It's just, this isn't fair. This isn't fair. They had LeBron all this. I was jealous of the city of Cleveland, which doesn't happen very often. Uh, can I tell you something to maybe lighten your spirits a little bit? Yeah. Uh, we got well, I, we got a, a listener email. We have a first ever listener email. We, it's from a friend of ours, our friend Mike. He sent us a picture of Andrea Helfrich, who is the Sixers. I'm sorry, not the Sixers. My, my world is all Sixers. Is the Flyers in-game reporter. And he writes in the email that uh, she, is, she is gorgeous, so every picture she posts has plenty of these. And uh, he highlighted some of his favorites. Oh, there a lot of uh, we'd be horny beard guys. He's yeah, we got a lot. So one one is the uh, the uh, what's the the phrase that I'm looking for here? Uh, platonic ideal of of we'd be horny beard guy, which is um, uh, Jean Van Dam, G I A N, just saying yes, Andy. And uh, let's see, there was um, where is he from? Hard to hard to say based on his uh, his profile here, but there was a um, they they were vacation. They were talking about it on on Chapo the other week, where uh, uh, Felix was saying that all the all the like sort of purest men in the world are the uh, those weird European guys. Who he said you can always spot them by their their comments alone, uh, be, because they're just oh, yeah, because yeah. they're just simple. Where it's just like a picture of a woman with a car, and just like wow, a beautiful car, and then uh, and a beautiful woman. Thank you. Have a nice day. Yeah, no, no, no. I like that because you're just like <laughs> you're just inclined to think that they're dumb, but it's not because everything on the internet sucks, and these people are just being earnest and nice. Yeah, yeah. You're you're preconditioned to think that uh, that there's something else going on here, but he's just nope, nope. Just paying a compliment, moving on. We got the underscore Mike. He said, kind of thinking about going now. And he's like, I'm sure that Ultra will really enjoy having a 58-year-old bald white man there. Yeah, so how, that'll be what, great. What percentage of people who really care about the Flyers, which is, I'm saying, the people that I saw at the, um, the Mount Laurel Wegmans uh, last weekend, what percentage of these men uh, really love <laughs> like, like um, big room uh, EDM, and I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, less than half. Everybody who's a Flyers fan has a family member that is a firefighter. In my opinion, that's they are a firefighter themselves, or they have a family member that is a firefighter. Yeah. Um. Uh, also, this is um. I, I want to point out that the I still uh I, I listen to quite a lot of electronic music. Don't ask me to explain the difference between what's good and what's bad i know i know that that's uh, i know that people it probably at all sounds the same to a lot of people but there's 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 a clear difference and it usually if i i can point to it when it's happening but don't ask me to do it in words well i'll tell you what after this email we'll, we'll put in a good electronic music for well, our first song well you know last time i had you do that you hacked the shit out of that uh soul wax remix of uh the charlotte gainsbourg song uh how did i well absolutely destroyed it all i do is when you you send me the thing in slack and i play it and record it with audio hijack so whatever 30 second clip that they decide is the best for me i'm happy to put uh whatever point of the song you want on well, all right. I also uh, gotta I, send me a timestamp. I also sent it's. It's also like a seven-minute song. Yeah, that, and it's just like that, I'm not going through this, and it takes its time. So, uh, so maybe it was just a bad choice. To, a seven-minute song that I'd never heard before, and I'm just like that. Eh, Spotify seems to like this 30-second clip. This is the one we're playing. Uh, if you send me a timestamp, though, 
I will always go to that timestamp. Listen but, to a lot. You know what? Uh, uh, let me recommend to the people uh, if you just search Razor and Razor and Tape, Razor letter N Tape, on uh, on Spotify, and uh, you'll just see a playlist called Label Razor and Tape. Um, that's a, a a very good collection of uh, of a lot of stuff that I like right now. I've been listening to that a lot over the last couple of days. We'll throw it. We'll throw in uh, one song off that. We'll throw uh, um, the uh, uh, Fook F O U K. Uh, we'll we'll throw a Fook song in there. Yes, we will. Uh, but that was the end of our email. That was the end of the email. I was gonna say well, there's more in there, but there there wasn't. We got we got it. No, him. that was it. We got them. Listen, we can't expect our listeners to do you know ten comment dives. Ladies and things. gentlemen, he did enough. We We're, got we Thank you. Michael. That's right. And you know what? That's the uh, the Dismal Tide promise. You send us an email. It's going at the top of the show, at least for the time being, because we're just going to be so excited about it. Yeah, a lot of people save email for the end, but we like to do it up front. So if you send us something, you'll hear your name within the fr- – and then you can just turn it off because, dude, we got the download. We Every, got them numbers. Everything about the show is um, sort of equally disposable in the end. <laughs> I don't. It's a podcast. Sure, folks, we love them. Uh, we love podcasts, but in the end, um, you know, this is—I uh, don't know if we're—I don't know if we're getting in the Library of Congress. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I listen to you know our, Congress. Those lunatics, yeah, uh, don't even want to be clowns in, it. in Congress. Do the what a bunch of clowns. Uh, now, I—I I say this. This is a sports podcast. This is ostensibly a sports podcast. It's mostly a gossip podcast. <laughs> Uh, which I'm also fine with. But, I mean, uh, Arsenal beat uh, Man United 2-0 yesterday, which means I'm going to listen to five hours of recap where people talk about it. Today? Um, I've already listened to the Arscast, and that was an hour and a half. So and I, so I have to listen to... i got to listen to the Totally Football Show, and i got to listen to um, to Second Captains. I feel less bad about taking a long time to get ready for today, then. I can do this while I'm walking around. The, 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 I'm, what do you have planned for today? What are you gonna do? I don't know. I got. Uh, I'm gonna. I was thinking about going to Crypt Dog. I was thinking about going back to Superiority Burger. Um, Where's Superiority Burger at? Uh, East Ninth Street. It's like ninth. In, it's like ninth in and, Brooklyn in Williamsburg, right? No, uh, in, in Manhattan. Yes, there is no East uh, Ninth Street. Oh, there's North and South. There's yeah. no East. Now, um, yeah, there's a, um, a superiority burger. It's uh, between first and A on 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 East Ninth. It's a restaurant with six seats. Ooh, I like that. There are these. The uh, I see a lot of like the only places I see lines for food are like those tiny like ramen spots, and just like on the Upper East Side, there's a couple of them, and just they're, they're they always hold a line, so I'm always interested. And it's like they're they're club promoters are correct about holding a line because I'm very intrigued. I kind of like all of our segments equally today. So we got Verified Media, uh, Athletes Online, or Show Me Replies. Where would you like to start? What are my choices? 
well, your choices are the three biggest segments I, of the show I, we've been doing that, for eleven weeks. That's that was that was, <laughs> that's, I, I, that was my joke. Um, um, you know what? I uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say let's do show more replies. All right, our first show more reply spawns from an Instagram post from Sports Illustrated, and it has a picture of. The, uh, Detroit Tigers pitcher Matthew Boyd, and it says uh, he has essentially adopted 36 girls in Uganda in an attempt to protect them from the sex slave industry. Um, and the comments are a bit of a nightmare. Well, we got this guy who has absolutely no perspective on the event, Henry Wesseman. He said he adopted more kids than games the Tigers will win this season. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. then I, I really like when somebody posts a comment like that and then people start arguing with him in earnest. He's like, no team is bad enough to only win 36 games. It's like, why are you... Thanks, man. Everyone, uh, again, I don't want to undermine the whole point of this show, but everybody's stupid. Everybody's stupid! <laughs> That's, that, that is the, the thing about, like, you, you realize doing this that you, you do have to dig deep to find the real psychos. Yes. But, because the 95% of replies to anything are just so boring. Well, yeah. Well, so for in this, for example, we they all fall into like two or three categories, maybe four. The first one being uh, excellent work, just a real role model, just a fucking great guy, top Th to bottom. Thank you, thank sir. you so much. This is all right. The second one is uh, using him as a lens to uh, scold somebody else who's been prominent, Colin Kaepernick. Antonio Brown this week. He's like, take no Antonio Brown. This is how a real athlete acts. Or like Bryce Harper would be like, I don't see Bryce Harper adopting any kids with $330 million. Like they really like to do that. Uh, the next one, well, I mean, I guess you could probably throw, there's a lot of uh, R. Kelly, is that you? Where's R. Kelly at uh, comments on this? Always good. You know, yeah, also uh, Brendan and I have just been beaten down because we watched all of, uh, well, we watched the first two hours of the Michael Jackson documentary, mm -hmm. and we watched all of the Ted Bundy tapes, <laughs> and it's, uh, it, and it wasn't the most fun weekend we ever had. I gotta say, the Michael Jackson one was fucking bleak. That was way worse than the Ted Bundy one. The only I just learned a lot about Ted Bundy that I didn't know. Like I didn't know he escaped from prison twice. Yeah, he's or... uh, he had it all figured out. I mean. To an extent, obviously he uh, he got pulled, getting pulled over for just driving erratically with your headlights off is is a uh, rookie move. Is, yeah, that's a, that was that was stupid. But I mean, his girlfriend turned him in before he ever got to Florida, and they just couldn't find enough. The one where he he starves himself and then climbs through a he a, starves a, himself down to 140 pounds so he could slip through a hole in the ceiling. Um, and then he and then like that worked. He got away for a long time. Yeah, he just got away. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um. As as with abducted in plain sight, as with the Michael Jackson documentary, there's so many so many people are responsible for these things. Like, there's Ted Bundy, obviously, is the one that went out and actually murdered all these people. But a lot of people just sort of let it happen. And I think that's I think that's an important piece of uh, perspective when you look at uh, basically all bad people is that there's a, a there's a lot of a lot of people who are just letting it go. I am always in these like crime documentaries that are 
I don't know if they're way more in flavor now or I'm just like very attuned to them. But I feel like I no, feel like it's what people love. Cereal uh, seem to be the uh, awakening. The yeah. Now, uh, I mean, true crime stuff has always been popular, but uh, cereal seem to really kick it, it up. Yeah. Uh, well, of the just like there's a whole dearth of people that are well, like there's always content for psychopaths for it also, serial killers. It also uh, ruined podcasts, um, <laughs> which is why we've started threes in serial aired. I've uh. I, I've been I've been podcasting since before serial. I don't know about oh, you. Damn, I haven't. Well, uh, wait, wait, no. But what I, what I wanted to say is just like with nothing. all of with all of these like documentaries that have come out in the last I don't know five six years, I am just like constantly stunned at the ineptitude of just normal ass cops. Uh, yep, yeah, they're 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 uh, bad. Just always doing. Oh well, he we put him in the gosh darn room and. Figure he'd wait there till the trial's on. It's a lot of, he jumped out the gosh it, darn window and started of, running. It's a lot of people just going, huh. <laughs> it's like I never imagined this guy would do this caged animal would do something like this. Christ I, I, I can't believe this guy, motivated only by hunting other people, <laughs> would find a way to keep doing that. Uh, okay, so we got an, uh, the next comment from Mariner's Daily. This is a real special one. It yep. said, uh, they should just feed them all cyanide. And in parentheses, said, everyone on the continent. Let all of Africa die out. world would be such a better place. So the first thing you, you see when you read this is you go, like, give them all cyanide. To which he's saying, like, oh, all these sex slaves? Like, this is a really fucking misguided opinion. But, like, I guess he just wants them. He's like, no, he means every person in Africa. It's, like, still really awful and just so much worse now. Ugh. That one, that one was mine. Just like, oh, mu- Jesus Christ, man! Well, all right. It's from Mariners underscore Daily. Speaking purely from an environmental perspective, wiping out any the, one the, continent would be the, an immense help. Yeah. No, no, no. The correct answer would be to uh, wipe out North America. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. We have the least amount of people, and we're so much worse than everyone. Else. Uh, yes. Uh, um, everyone likes to talk about all China's polluting, but uh, guess who's number two and three? Uh, I think it's us in Canada. So, um, if you want to get uh, if you want to get emissions down, uh, if you want to uh, preserve the planet for uh, the future, uh, Africa. While I'm sure there's uh, a tire fire uh, here and there, um, the given that uh, so much of Africa is not does not have the industrial capacity of, of what we do, they're not putting nearly as much methane into the air. Um, that there are not nearly as many cars on the road or, uh, you know, uh, transcontinental flights. Well, we I are, think we are, we're, we're destroying the planet much more than Africa. And if someone just wants to kill literally everyone in America, um, do it, <laughs> figure it out, do it. Um, well, Captain Sheed would argue with you. He says, uh, it seems like white people are the only ones ever trying to end it, it being slavery. Yeah, um... We're the only ones. God, I gotta disagree. <laughs> I think uh, I think there were just as many people uh, trying to uh, keep slavery going uh, in, in America. Um, also, uh, ending something that you started um, isn't uh, uh, it, it, not that admirable. It's like... Uh, I've just, you know, the, the, the old classic, uh, when did you decide to stop beating your wife? Yeah. You just force them to answer the question. Yeah. Just, uh, 
I don't think I'm getting enough credit for no longer owning slaves. <sighs> Why are white people the only ones ever trying to end it? Ugh. Well, yeah, just like completely ignoring the fact that it's always like evangelical Christians just like hopping over to other countries and buying things. That's the thing. And also, this guy who runs like a Mariner's fan page uh, saying to wipe out the entire continent of Africa. This is what I was saying about when people say, like, I can't, like, I, there's no way I'm watching Rick and Morty. Like, the fans are disgusting. Just like, uh, dude, enjoy the, the, the Seattle, Seattle Mariners. Because here's a guy who's advocating for killing literally everyone on the continent of Africa. It's a lot of cyanide. Which, by be. the way, is a worse opinion than um, anybody who wanted that sauce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there was a bunch of uh, comments to the effect of uh, he's adopting them so he can use them for himself instead. A lot of comments. Yeah, that's also... Um, <laughs> the, the bottom. If I had the disposable income of um, one of the... Uh, like some, uh, a professional athlete, uh, I would try to go after those people for libel. Just to, uh, just to prove a point. Yeah, why not? I think it'd be really cool to get somebody on libel charges. I think suing someone for libel who says that I just protected all these kids from slavery so that I could uh, use them as sex slaves, uh, I'm gonna try to um, crush that person. That would be pretty cool. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna send a message. Now I know that like they're like James Woods doing that on Twitter, like when somebody accused him of having a coke problem and then he uh, sued him. Uh, but uh, James Woods is the asshole in this situation. Um, I, I think just uh, uh, going after somebody to, uh, uh, to to make an example of them for uh, uh, for saying that you are going to have sex with all these children. Uh, I think that might send a, it's going to send a good message about what sort of jokes uh, you can you should be making. Well, like, yeah, I can't imagine any time really where James Woods has the court of public opinion on his side uh, well, where yeah, Matthew Boyd absolutely absolutely would uh yes uh James Woods uh, a lot of people will just tell call him an old bitch and tell him to die I mean he has plenty of people who uh support him he's got a James Woods is getting close to death but he's not nearly close in the classic style that we all love there we go we're good yeah what James well, I mean, we already lost the rhythm of it, so we might as well just move on. We lost the rhythm of it. We, we had a system overload. Yeah, system overload. Might as well just say what happened. There was a brief pause there uh, when uh, Brendan's computer just said system overload, which is new. Uh, not my computer. It was garage. I mean, it's all oh, my computer. Oh, okay. Then uh, I thought I didn't know that um, I didn't know the garage band could say or do that either. Yeah, I didn't. Didn't know it could be too much. Uh, the last thing I want to just, just say about this post is to genuinely explain kind of what happened, where a lot of people asked, what does essentially adopted mean? And I think he, he adopted them in sort of like a holding pattern, where like he's responsible for them, but as soon as somebody wants to actually adopt one of these children, like he's not adopting, adopting 36 kids. He's just like sponsoring them and I guess bringing them to America. I'm not sure about that part. I don't know. Uh, but, like, that's he's just putting it into, like, a holding pattern so somebody who wants them can adopt them. It's not so great here. It's, uh, it's better than that. It's better than that, but you could probably go to, like, um, I don't know. We, well, we, we decided on the show, number one country, Germany. Uh, yeah, go to Germany. <laughs> we love it there. Uh, we got two Jose Canseco posts. Yeah, this, um, these are good. These are very good. Um, Jose Canseco 
is convinced that Alex Rodriguez is cheating on Jennifer Lopez. Um, With his ex-wife. He's held on to this information until they got engaged, which seems convenient it, um, and not at all calculated. Um, he has offered to fight Alex Rodriguez in boxing or MMA uh, whenever Alex Rodriguez would like. Um, I think uh, one of these people has um, millions and millions of dollars uh, and is engaged to Jennifer Lopez, and the other one is Jose Canseco. So I don't <laughs> see the upside for, for A-Rod, A-Rod. Uh, to fight him for any reason. I also uh, fully believe that Alex Rodriguez would kill Jose Canseco in a fight. Uh, I'm not quite as convinced. I think it'd be a bit closer. I think I don't think that you'd see it'd be I don't think it'd be a fun fight. Well, didn't Jose Canseco like train as a boxer for a while? He's 11 years older than Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, he's in his 50s, right? He's 54. He's a big guy. I mean, he's 6'4". Yeah, but A-Rod's a big guy, too. A-Rod's 6'3". All the pictures of Jose Canseco that, are, that immediately come up of him current, uh, like him recently are him wearing a backwards fitted, which, as I've said, is a bad look for anybody. Good way to look like Fred Durst. God, I hate Jose Canseco so much, and I don't like A-Rod at all. But I can't wait till Jose Canseco fucking turns to ash. Um, I don't, I'm kind of over him at this point. He fucking sucks. Like, I I know that it's funny that he's, like, got, you know, the, uh, he says that he has proof of aliens or whatever, and him just, like, hollering to nobody about it, and, like, the only people who respond are just, like, sounds good, Jose. Him like, writing uh, Juiced was great. Him being on the front of steroids, just being like, and everybody, remember how much everybody called him a whack job when he first came out? It was like, everybody's doing steroids. It's everybody. Like, and they're like, how could this many people well, that, do steroids? That's because the baseball writers would refuse to believe it because they're the, they're the only people dumber than he is. For Juiced, I got, just like, he's in the background. He doesn't piss me off like he pisses you off. So just like, just keep going, dude. Keep saying you want to fight Hall of Fame baseball players every you know, so often. He's a, he's a dumb piece of shit who has been, who has been um, somewhat beaten down by life. But he's, sti- he's clearly still too comfortable. And I want him to experience unimaginable pain. <laughs> who, hmm, who would you put on the rack first? Jose. Or uh, Papa John. Oh, Papa John. Papa John before Jose. Papa John, uh, well, yeah, he's uh, he sort of put himself on the rack uh, already um, by his complete inability to not say the N-word <laughs> on conference call. He was goaded. He was baited. <laughs> Can you foresee a situation in which someone makes you say... <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to play a rhyming game, words that rhyme with trigger... We're going to just shout any any work. You can say anything. There's no wrong answers. We're just looking for it. We're just playing a rhyming game here. Uh, go for it. Just uh, everybody it, comes with a list of like hundreds of words that rhyme with trigger that aren't the N-words. No, no. Just leave the door wide you, you open don't get for the, you don't get the. You don't bring a list. They don't. It's. Everybody's got their This computers. is something. It's an improv. Uh, it's an improv game. Uh, whatever. Point is, um, Papa John has uh, lost a lot, but not nearly enough. Because there's going to be plenty of people who say that he did nothing wrong. All of his friends are probably people who say, like, they say it in songs all the time. I don't see what the problem is. And uh, are all, they're all just people. Uh, it's him and all the other uh, rich guys 
like everyone who goes to Mar-a-Lago, who are all people who would either see no problem with it or say it doesn't matter that he said it because he's not racist. I know him. So in his wor- in his nothing bad can ever happen to him. The only thing that bad that could happen is uh, is that he is no longer the CEO of his shitty pizza company. He's still in ownership, though. I'm I don't sure. I don't know. Yeah, so he's he, still the he's, papa. Yeah, so he's pro- he can probably he's so he can't sit on the board. He can't make decisions, but he's still <laughs> getting a percentage of whatever sales they do. I'm sure. Um, and I mean, him not being in the commercials is good because I don't have to look at his stupid face, but. Um, the new Papa John's commercials like tell you, tell you to invite your friends over for their new pizzas. With, uh, are like, or we, or as we like to call, taste buds. <sighs> and it's like this: you could have done anything. You got rid of one of the worst ad campaigns possible, where your stupid founder put himself in every commercial. A man that literally no one likes was in every single commercial. And you you finally got out of that a, a, a situation a dream scenario for anyone who worked in advert uh, whoever was like in the creative department we get a hard reset on the biggest exactly. pizza chain in the world imagine like you're working in like creative in Papa John's or whatever I, I don't even know they probably don't have a creative department I mean I'm sure they get uh they contract out like you know any sort of uh, things like that but but basically all the time you're just like man I wish we could appeal to people in a way that didn't have this asshole involved. But you know what? His names are on on all the buildings. There's no way out of this. What conceivable way would we ever be able to do anything different that might grow sales? Well, finally, finally, he says the N-word on conference call. (laughs) Uh, An unimaginable, the the gotcha that that people have been saying is coming with Trump all this time. Finally, finally, like because at the very least, at the very least, people who own Papa John stock are more sensitive to racism than the average Republican voter. You can do anything, and you say that you call your friends taste buds. Unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable wasted opportunity. Taste buds. How can how can we do something that sucks more? You could they, than this oh than God. this piece of shit bragging about how really, he bought this Camaro. I didn't really think about it like that. And you're just yeah no you could they had a chance to rebrand and they did the worst job the most vanilla job possible. Awful. I really don't like the big pizza chains try and rely on like their ingredients either. It's like we have the freshest ingredients. Like you I you don't. Do you remember it was probably like 2003. Um. There were a bunch of commercials that I always used to hear on the radio um, when I listened to a lot of MMR and YSP, and uh, there were always Snapple commercials on. And they're like, we already know that Snapple's made from the best stuff on earth, right, right. but guess what? We found better stuff, and the be- and they're just like, and they, and they, one of them was real sugar. Mm. I'm just like I have, uh, I, I, I want to mention something about sugar. Uh, it's been around. Sugar has been available for a long time. The, the onus on using and like you actual. You want me to believe? God damn it! That you are openly telling people that you could have done this quietly, where you've just switched to real sugar rather than using high fructose corn syrup, and they didn't do it. They decided to tell everyone that they just found it. Now here's the thing: 
I also uh, drink diet Snapple, so them using real sugar is irrelevant to me. I give, give me the chemicals. That's what I want. But that's one of those things that I think you just do quietly. It's like how everything uh, is an opportunity, though, Mike. It's that's like what you don't understand. Uh, remember the pink slime with uh, uh, no. when McDonald's uh, was the like the pink slime. Oh yes, 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 yes. And everyone freaked out about the pink slime. Here's the thing: you don't announce that you're no longer using the Ugh. pink slime. Ugh. You just you do not say that you stop doing that. No circumstances. You just, you just stop doing it. I no, forgot about the pink slime. No one needs to know. Ugh. It's like if you were. It's like if you were stealing from the donation plate at church. No longer stealing. I want to make. Yeah, I want. Just <laughs> post on Facebook. Listen, guys. A lot of you might have heard that I've been stealing from the donation. No one. I've never talked about this with anyone before, but I've been stealing from the donation plate. I want to announce that I'm. No, I'm done doing that. Got a. Got a job. How long have you been doing this? It doesn't matter. I've stopped. going to do verified media i want to just talk about i want to <laughs> talk about how companies did stupid shit all day i want that i want this to be the whole show where i would talk about how i disagree with what decisions the corporations made this is it's basically it's it's like a petty grievance episode like of, of the dollop where like they they do an extremely detailed like hour and a half takedown of Enron, and I'm just like, and let me tell you where Snapple fucked up. Let me tell you what I don't like about what the, the an ad campaign they ran in 2003. I are the Snapple facts real or not? I don't know. I don't give a shit. That's all I think of when I think of Snapple. How I'm somebody said that most of them aren't true and just ruined the whole thing for me because now I just don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think care. Snapple itself said remember, that like two out of three were made up. I remember or, someone vice versa. Say, I remember someone saying that, and I and I pretty much just went like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't uh, somebody said that to me, and here to drink the drink made a lasting impression. He was like, so what the fuck? Do I even bother reading? Are they real or not? I don't. I, I don't have a relationship with uh, any uh, can or bottle that goes beyond just drinking it. Well, here's the thing about I'm me. Not, I'm not uh, uh, turning in UPC codes uh, to get free Six Flags tickets off the Coke can. Um, I, I don't. I'm not getting uh, any loot crates. Nothing. The thing about me is that I am incredibly stupid and gullible. Yeah. So when I read something, I'd like to know that it's true. And when I can't trust my Snapple bottle to tell me the truth about, uh, I don't know, chimpanzees caloric intake or whatever the fuck is on a it's like then what are we doing here what are we doing here enough there's enough Nothing. here's what i'm saying 2019 no more fake news yeah has anybody said that yet no more fake news you heard it here first i love real news verified media Brandon, can i tell you something democracy dies in darkness yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you think about the Broncos' alternate alternative to uh, onside kicks? They propose that both teams in the fourth quarter get one chance at a second drive in a row. Uh, so 
whenever you score in the fourth quarter, if you say, I want the ball back, instead of doing an onside kick, you get a fourth and 15 from your 35. And if you can make 15 yards on one play, you get to keep the ball. Both teams get to exercise this opportunity once in the fourth quarter after a score. Um, fourth and 15 from the 35. So you, you make it. You're on the other side of the 50. You're, you're in prime position. It adds a little bit of chaos, but... I love when sports add chaos. I really do enjoy the chaos. I don't like it because um, it, it, I don't want to say something stupid, like it uh, disincentivizes taking a lead, but just like you were, they worked hard for that lead and just like, uh, uh, we're just going to give this team a a better chance. Well, if you, you got to go get a stop. If you take a lead in the fourth quarter, you can do the same thing. You well, can say, like, we're going to try and keep this ball and end this game right now uh, and go for a 4th and 15. Strikes me as a kind of stupid decision, actually, now that I say it out loud. Yeah. But, it, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, where – because, yeah, if, if – If you the, fuck up, you got some The other field. team gets the ball, right, 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 with good field position. You wouldn't take that risk. No, you probably just, not. You would just try to pin them deep and and then rely – So it's only for the rely on the Yeah, and rely on your defense, which got you this far. Yeah, um – well, I think don't like onside it. kicks Junk. blow. Get it out of here. This isn't necessarily the uh, the choice that I would go with either, but I do think onside kicks suck. Um, they're never successful. Uh, they're boring. I don't know. It's stu- onside now, kicks are bad. I I just like uh, I I like um, the use of the term hands team, mm-hmm. um, but beyond that, uh, no. I'm going to read you something from Jay Glazer. We have... Oh, I forgot about this already. Everything, again, as uh, as we go through a whole week, um, sometimes it's uh, it's hard to remember. Everything feels like... Every, every day is the same, but Jay Glazer... Did, uh, oh, I love it. Read it. Here is my solution to the officiating problem. He's talking about the NFL, I'm sorry. Here is my solution to the officiating problem, as off the wall and out of left field as it sounds. I truly believe in the craziness that I'm about to give you. Here's the solution. Change out the officiating department and hire all new officials. All combat veterans, special operations backgrounds. Go hire a bunch of Navy SEALs, Marine Recon, Delta Force, those guys. Think about it. They'll be in the shape of they'll be in the shape to be in better position. They literally can react faster than the rest of the world, even when bullets are flying. They can react quicker than anyone else when something happens on the field. Also, coaches will be a little less inclined to rip into them on the sidelines. It's harder to go yell at a Navy SEAL if coaches are upset about a call. Again, the reaction time is better than anyone everyone else's. This is a uh, version of you know, it came just after the fifth anniversary of probably the best tweet of all time, which is when the young conservatives at Young Cons tweeted February 2nd, 2014. I can't be the only Ugh. one who thinks if the troops wanted to, they could put together a football team and dominate the NFL. Ugh. The best tweet of all time. That is really... No, I... I can't argue with that. It's so fucking funny. It's, it's so, so fucking misguided and misguided. stupid. Not based in reality in any way. None. Blind, stupid patriotism to uh, for the clapping seal audience. <laughs> it, <sighs> there, I w- and you know what? I want to see the troops put together a football team, and I want to see them get 
brutalized. I want to. I, I want to see the troops fail in so many ways to rid everyone of this notion that they're good at anything. Well, like this opinion of his is propped up on really two premises: one, that referees are pretty easily intimidated by. Uh, NFL coaches. Which they're not. NFL coaches are just stupid fat guys. Yeah, and most of what NFL coaches say to referees is completely ignored in-game anyway. They're just doing their own thing. The referees are in better shape than than most coaches, too. Yeah. It's just like, uh, uh, who's the... uh, Ed Hockley? uh, Who's the stupidest, fattest coach right now? It was Mike McCarthy, I think. But he's been fired. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you know what, I would. Uh, Mike McCarthy. Uh, if if a regular referee could just go like beat me in a foot race. Like, shut the fuck up, Mike. Shut the yeah. fuck up. Yeah, Mike McCarthy was screaming at high school officials, and they got and uh, they told him to shut up and go back to the stands, and then he had to apologize to him. So Mike McCarthy couldn't even get the best of his stepson's high school basketball referees. Is that a real actual thing? Yeah, this was like two weeks ago. I didn't see it. Uh, yeah, he's got too much time on his hands because he got fired for being a bad football coach. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't make a functional offense around the uh, best quarterback. In the yeah, I, I saw a lot of it because when I had the stomach virus, I just watched SportsCenter like, for three hours. And so they talked about it a lot. Uh, and as that you was, alluded that to, that was the, the oh, Kyler Murray hand size day. We had to uh, talk about how big Kyler Murray's hands were. But I, you know what, I, him being five ten and one eighth, the basically the the amount of coverage it got that of just like if he's five nine and three quarters, you can forget it. <laughs> yeah, that half an inch really makes. A, he's gonna go number one. Uh, yeah, and you know what, I, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll be great. I don't care. Um, he's going to go to actually no, he's going to go to Arizona. Yeah, and um, I do think he's gonna Arizona is where all careers go to die, except for Larry Fitzgerald, who wasted his. Kurt Warner, Kurt Warner was revitalized in Arizona. That's where he solidified his Hall of Fame. Yeah, Went to another Super Bowl. Had like three or four more good years. Uh, and the thing I wanted to say, the other uh, thing that he was propping his his argument up on here is that uh, referees have bad. They're, they're not in shape. Is but you already mentioned that and. Uh, that they don't react well to things. And just like I, I think the other side of that would be like referees hold all the power. Yeah. You can't you can't talk about about them in the post game because you'll get fined. Right. So they have nothing to be afraid of. It's set up that way. And one if one thing from the replacement ref season proved, it's that uh this is this job is very easy and just bringing in new people and training them is going to go great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ask that that Lions Packers game. I think it was Lions Packers. Unbelievable. And uh, also, yeah, uh, also Jay Glazer. Uh, the referees are all unionized. So uh, getting rid of all of them and bringing in a, a, a bunch of uh, non-union uh, troops. Um, it's uh, it's anti-labor. So eat shit. Um, God damn. I, uh, somebody made a joke about, like, this is what protein powder poisoning looks like. <laughs> And we can only hope. I can only hope that Jay Glazer mixes the wrong combination of pre-workout and makes his heart just explode. All right, our next thing. We got two out of Bill Simmons this week. Yes. Yeah. This is this is actually the this is where the show is really getting going here. 
We, we have we don't really have any posts from Bill Simmons. We have a post from his son, and we have an uh, an eBay listing from I'm not sure when because I think eBay doesn't tell you how long something's been up because it would be used against you. If someone sees that you posted this three years ago, they would be like, "Listen, man, this has been for sale for three years. So how about you? How about you lower the price on this?" See, uh, I've been doing start... that. The, the one thing on my watch list is that uh, mug with a drawing of a Dalmatian on it that says "Spoiled Rotten," that I want because it's funny, because uh, it sucks. Did you and find that... this? Yes. Good job. Yeah. That. Uh, I was on, on the Discord and and Kipo was talking about um, any given Wednesday, and he was po- he posted the um, the trailer for it. And um, what I try to do now is just find uh, swag for anything um, that uh, is on eBay. And I searched any given Wednesday, and there were two results. One is just like it was some album uh, related to somebody entirely different, and then there was this. This a serving tray. It, it's titled "1970s ABA Logos Serving Tray," perfect for Bill Simmons and any given Wednesday, comma HBO. A come and get me play, an eBay <laughs> listing. Yeah, uh, the first paragraph of the description is just describing what the logos are on the the tray. Uh, the second paragraph, I believe, is where the juice is that's at. That's where, yeah, that's that's the meat of this. It says this serving tray would be perfect for Bill Simmons' new HBO show called Any Given Wednesday. Among his talents, Bill is a leading expert on professional basketball, and it would be truly spectacular if he had one more player, one of one of more. Okay, it we're going to switch jobs, and I'm going to do the reading stuff out loud. I would love if you read instead of me. Okay, I would be so happy. Then I would have to be looking at my computer. Uh, see, there's there's the problem. Bill is a leading expert on professional basketball, and it would be truly spectacular if he had one of more player on his show enjoy the, this magnificent piece, especially if they played in the ABA. Good examples of invited guests would be Julius Irving, George Gervin, Rick Barry, Moses Malone, or George McGinnis. Aside from this, Bill is a savvy collector in his photo this, essay on the fabulous items that he sees at the, the National Sports Collectors this, Convention. I'm getting through this. Each year is a worthy read for anyone interested in hobby literature. There you go. You can go ahead. This reminds me of two things. One is obviously the Tim and Eric free real estate okay. uh, commercial. Where it begins, the following presentation is for Jim Booney only. <laughs> and then and it's just about how there's a free house waiting for him. But, um, which uh, I, 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 hope, I hope that anyone who listened to this would have seen it. But who knows? It's about 10 years old now. And um, the other thing is um, when that guy uh, mentioned, or, uh, mentioned Trump on, on Twitter and told him that he had critical information about uh, uh, that the campaign needed to know. And he's like, follow me, sir, and I, I will, uh, I, I'll DM you. And then Sorry. he finally got, uh, he finally got, he actually got Trump to follow him so he could DM him something. And he's just like, sir, what you need to do is bring back Lego's Bionicle. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just, and it reminds me, of, it reminds <laughs> me of that. Because it was just like, it's like, Bill, I could, any given Wednesday, it's not doing well. This tray, however, <laughs> if you can get this tray and you can get George Gervin to come on and talk about it and look at the logos and he'll say, I remember that. That, look, that's going to pull the ratings right out of the toilet. This guy's got 100% celery. It, it, it is so funny. I love it so much that it is, I've never seen something like it, the, it of all mediums 
to like to try to post something like this where you're trying to get the attention of one person to do it on eBay where like just hoping that Bill Simmons is, is name searching himself on eBay and then finds this. He's got a lot of stuff on eBay and it really like just a precursory sco- scroll. This is the only thing like that. It's all baseball cards, but like he this tray is pitched to Bill. <laughs> it is. Every, everything he's this guy's clearly just like yeah. making his money doing been that. spending a lot of time on ebay recently i've uh i purchased a dale earnhardt hat brendan doesn't think the hat is good <laughs> i don't think it's worth wearing i think it's good i'm gonna post that when i when i when it arrives i, it, I think it'll be here saturday i'm going to uh post pictures of the hat you gotta wear the hat and your trump shirt at the same time just really confuse everybody it's like nascar hat trump shirt like we get it man no, I think uh, uh, I, I think the, no. The Trump shirt does not come off as supporting Trump. No, the Trump shirt does not come off as supporting Trump. Um, it's I have a, a shirt or uh, it's a picture of Trump when he's uh, sitting behind the wheel of the big rig yelling. Uh, when he's told, when he's got both hands on the wheel and is just actually screaming, and while a bunch of people just sort of stare at him, wondering why the seventy-three-year-old man is having this much fun behind the wheel of a, of a large truck. Um, and it's funny because he, uh, his, uh, brother was an airline pilot and he didn't respect him for that at all. And him and his father, uh, just kept asking him, what's the difference between you and a bus driver? And then he drank himself to death. So, uh, but, uh, uh, uh Trump loves the, the big trucks and the big men behind the, uh, behind the wheel. Uh, no, I think, uh, I, I think it context matters. And I think as a person who uh, looks like me um, wearing a, a NASCAR hat from 1993. I got to say, uh, I know you've had this shirt for a while, by the way. Mm. I really like the shirt that you're wearing. Why don't you describe the shirt you're wearing? For, I'm for... wearing uh, on, from Violent Gentleman. I got a, uh, um, uh, I got a, I bought a New Jersey Devil shirt. There wasn't much devil stuff uh, available. You picked uh, the right I, thing. And then, I, and then I just clicked like the new tab the other day. And then I saw that there is a uh, uh, a drawing of uh, David Putty in the devil's makeup screaming, um, uh, from the from the, uh, the the famous Seinfeld scene that we all know and love. We're the devils, the devils. And I will say, Mike, who wrote us the email, is really going to enjoy hearing about that shirt. Yeah, that is one of his favorite Seinfeld moments. Everyone loves to hear descriptions of what t-shirts. is what is this thing on your sleeve though? What is that? Because that is not the New Jersey. De- oh, Violent no, that's, Gentleman. That's okay, the, that's the VG. Just done to look like the, the style. Okay. Uh, yeah, I found out about them uh, because uh, they do uh, every year when uh, every time I die does uh, uh, to the season up in Buffalo, which sounds like uh, the most fun um, when they have their hometown Christmas show uh, every December. Um, Violent Gentleman did like uh, designs like a bunch of merch for them, and it all looks incredible. I'll have to take a look at their stuff because uh, I, I really like that Devil shirt. That's great. If yeah. I I feel like I like to think that if I had seen that before you, I would have bought it. Uh, Z said the same, but I I pulled the trigger on it. Yeah, you did it. Good job. Here is Bill Simmons' son uh, commenting on his golf game. The world's biggest pussy going again. Yeah, so he's lining up for a putt. It's called a pussy by his. Teenage son? Yep. Very good. It, it doesn't, and here's the beauty of the show, Mike. It doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. Oh, my it boss d- is calling me again. I will be not answering this time. No, you, you answered once. I, yeah, I did it once. I'm not getting paid for your phone calls before work. Please stop this. That's right. Remember, guys, if Dismal Tide teaches you anything, 
that your time is not for free. All right. The boss needs you more than you need them. Mm-hmm. Workers have the the power. Uh, yeah, I can't answer you right now, but I, I want to play you, this clip. You can answer answer it when it's plugged into the thing. So all the uh, well. So we hear her. Uh, all right, and now I want to play you this clip of the Boston Celtics announcer. And life insurance. Okay, I took a look at Baines in the shower. I, I, he looks like all of Australia. <laughs> he is really put together. Do you want to hear that again? No. That's really good. Do you want to hear that again? Or are you good? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. It's, I'm, he I'm looks perfect. like all of Australia. He is really put together. That is um, the, the Mitchell and Webb snooker announcers thing where they're uh, uh, just extremely horny for the one guy playing uh, snooker. All right, athletes online. Bryce Harper made his Phillies debut, and in that Phillies debut, the Blue Jays tried a new shift where they put four men in the outfield against him, and they asked him about it, and he was just like, I really hope I don't see that again. Like, that sucks. And the amount of people that commented about how a man who's getting paid $330 million better learn to bunt to the left side of the infield was astounding. Highlighted by this guy, every team should now play four outfielders till the douche learns to hit the other way. Or until MLB makes a rule and calls it the Bryce Harper crybaby rule. So we have we have created a Bryce Harper crybaby rule before he's cried about anything. Also, uh, I d- can dismiss uh, immediately anyone who uses the criticism of crybaby. I have stopped listening right there. Yep. I hate it. Now, I will give this guy a little bit of credit. He's clearly a Mets fan. He's wearing a Mets shirt. So, like, I'm ready to hate any Met. He's allowed to hate any Philly. I get it. I uh, well, but do a little better. Than well, that. he's hated Harper for years on the Nationals. He's probably the guy who's screaming True. at Harper for not hustling uh, when standing there in right field. That's when I was there when uh, uh, when when he hit the broken bat home run off the Grom, and he's just getting verbally abused the entire game, where people are just yelling him that he sucks, and it's like, listen, guys, I hate to break it to you. But he already hit a broken bat home run off the side. <laughs> He's he does not suck. That, he, I that, promise he doesn't. That was also the game where um, the Mets. Which Cy Young winner? Degrom. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. The so last it one. Was okay. Before he, the, it was in April of last year, so it was very difficult. The year to he won DeGrom the Cy Young was going to win the Cy Young, but oh god, um, uh, I I don't. Anyone who complains that anyone is a crybaby, I'm not interested in because, as if like valid criticisms of things can't be made. Um, I don't, uh, I I don't judge anyone for complaining constantly because um, everything is inherently unfair. And um, also, uh, I'd like to ask them about some problems in their own life, and I would tell them to stop crying. <laughs> yeah. How's uh how did credit card payments going? Yeah, you fucking crybaby. Yeah, in collections right now. 
yeah, cry harder. Yeah, yeah. You want? Why don't you do something about it? You, uh, um, uh, wife's wife's been gone. Not crying about that. Men going their own way. <laughs> uh, okay. So Jack Grealish got attacked yesterday. Yeah, he did. Um, Jack Grealish of Aston Villa. Aston Villa. I didn't know if he was Aston Villa or Birmingham. Uh, a fan from Birmingham came out on the field and snuck up behind Jack, just sprinted out on that field and gave him a nice right hook in, like, the cheek area from behind. Yeah. And was unceremoniously uh, removed from the field of play pretty quickly. Yeah, he's blowing kisses to people while being uh, wheeled off. Do you think he's going to go to jail? Yeah, I hope so. Probably won't be for that long, but he's definitely going to jail. Uh, no, he should go to jail for a while. He's permanently banned from um from St Andrews, um, but um, I don't know how long he'll end up in jail. But he needs to go to jail. First of all, it's already a crime just to go on the field, um, and I know that that's um, it is fun sometimes. Where if you just get some guy who's just running around, you get a streaker, uh, and whatever. Uh, those guys that they are pretty fun, and in England you don't run the risk of just being. Uh, getting yeah, like it's not some off-duty cop who's been spent the last three years waiting for the chance to hurt somebody <laughs> as bad as he can. Uh, so you uh, uh, so you you get handled pretty gently, and then maybe you get fined for it or get like community service. But you know what, you had your fun. Uh, punching a player is uh is. is where the line has to be drawn. <laughs> Probably even before that. Approaching the players. Just, uh, like, the fact that he got through everyone to get an open, clean shot. Like, I guess you're just not... Everybody's got their back to the crowd. You're just not looking for someone. Yeah, so, like, you know, they can just burst through a line Yeah, there's a lot of noise around you anyway. But Jack Grealish, in addition to... Get, like, the, the whole story... The, the big story is about him getting punched. Well, the real story is, is that he stayed on and scored the winner. <laughs> Against uh, and again, uh, he called it the best moment of his life. Yeah, and why wouldn't it be? He got punched in the face by a fan, and then he scored and beat him. Punched me in the face, and I scored and beat his team, and he's going to jail. Best day of his life. What's not to like? I would a hundred percent be punched (laughs) in the back of the head if I uh, if I could uh, uh, stay on and and score the winner. Uh, like you don't want to be the stabbed. only way it could have been better is if you got a little bloody from it. Well, you'd like to you'd like to have like the blood right above like the forehead area, so it drips down the front of your face. Robbie Earl was saying on on NBC after uh, like uh, during halftime of the Arsenal game that he uh, like the England is in something of a, a knife crime epidemic, and uh, he just said like we could be dealing with something that's a lot you know graver than than what happened. Uh, you know, it, it it's just and um, other it's other players hard and, to think about. And, yeah, current players are sort of voicing similar concerns that like it uh, whether it's more stewards or whatever. But like you can't and uh, and then after that happened when Arsenal got their second when uh, Aubameyang uh, scored the penalty, uh, a fan like jumped over the railing and came to like celebrate with the team, which is uh, not not the time to do that. After somebody got punched like hours earlier, no, you're uh, gonna want to stay. Like, or on the other hand, it's the perfect time to do it because like violent fans, they got their one. You know, the the, the statistical anomaly already uh, you, anomaly already happened. You can't. It's like we're not due for a while. You can't do that now. I do. I love players celebrating with the crowd. Um, the stewards don't. Um, but like when there's a uh, 
especially in in older stadiums where uh, where you're right on top, uh, where the fans are right on top of you, um, like uh, uh, jumping uh, like uh, into the front row uh, is is very good to me. Um, when everybody like there's the whole surge forward and basically there's just a a, a two hundred person hug. Um, no, okay, that's good. That, I like that. Yeah, that that's that's good. Well, I did tweet out a couple weeks ago that NBA players don't jump on the uh, scorers table and pump up the crowd. Not even half enough. Not not even close to enough. Well, uh, and then Dwayne Wade hit that buzzer beater like a week later, and he did exactly that. And it's like, oh hell yeah. Well, you have to do it. You only get the one chance, which is if there's a buzzer beater. One chance per game. No, no, no. I, I, no. So I, I, I think that you like big moment, like, uh, and I, like, everything comes back to Joel Embiid for me specifically. So like Joel Embiid, big shot the the other day. Two minutes left in the game, he hits, he hits a big shot and an and one, and he stands on like by the basket and just kind of does his arms out to the side, like pumping up the crowd thing. Like right then, that's when I'm running. Like when you hit the shot that no. essentially ends the game. Well, I'd be you obnoxious about it. No, you can't you, jump on the scorer's yes. table with two minutes left. Yes, you can. Just get everybody fucking. Uh, ravenous just get him fucking screaming just really go for it no you can't you, that's that is reserved for the end of the game and in a in a game what like basketball that there's there too many runs yeah that that much scoring uh you're you have to like just because you force a timeout you can't go run and jump on the scorer's table you can't i i would i don't even think that's an anti-fun thing i i think it'd just be overdone yeah yeah, it will be a T too. You're, you're advocating for NFL blitz. You want the XFL. You want the old XFL. No, I don't back. want the violence. You want the old XFL. I don't want back. the violence. I just want like, I, I want celebrations turned up to ten. That's what I want. I don't really need the violent aspect of NFL no, blitz. Also, well, no, it's it's not going to work because if somebody does that and then they lose, imagine how like you, if you think Embiid gets yelled at a lot for if he has one bad game. And people talk about how he's not serious and he needs to get off Twitter. You fucking wait until he jumps on the score scorer's table with two minutes left and the Sixers lose. You wait until he jumps on the scorer's table in a game two of a playoff series. <laughs> oh, uh, you might have to hold it till the end of a playoff series, but just like a regular season game, you like no, make the it, shot that clinches it. It has to be a, a, a walk off situation. That's like, um, like if. Uh, imagine- All right. What about before the game? Jump up there and just like, come on, guys. I think you can you can do whatever you want to get the crowd hyped before a game. But I, uh, it's the same thing. Like baseball is different because baseball is is the least fun. Um, but like, I mean, guys, like pitchers go and moan to the media because somebody stood in the box too long after the because they showed him up after a home run. They walked to first base, you know, like bat flips. Think about the reaction bat flips get. The baseball people who complain about that are not present in the NBA. No, no, it's it's it, that that's very different. You're not going to get the same sort of complaints, um, because the, because obviously the that basketball is not as uh, as stuffy as baseball is. We're gonna move on to Joe Kelly. This is good. I really enjoy this, and uh, I also got a nice accompaniment for it that it should help us a lot as well. Um. Posted by Bill Shaken, uh, Dave Roberts said Joe Kelly told him he hurt his back while standing too long cooking Cajun food. Who among so us? pure. Who among us? This is like uh, Brandon Nimmo didn't cook it enough. Joe Kelly cooked it too much. Yeah, our second cooking story in as many weeks. 
Twitch at GFstar1 created a nice little post with just tons of the weird baseball player injuries, and there's there's a lot of good ones. Uh, my favorite, uh, always, I don't remember the player, was somebody who fell through a glass table because he had a nightmare about being attacked by spiders. <laughs> um, somebody got rolled up in the tarp. Well, last season, Noah Syndergaard and Jay Happ got hand, foot, and mouth disease. Yeah. Um, uh, that's not as good as getting rolled up in the tarp, though. No. Uh, Nolan Ryan was bitten on the hand by a coyote because he reached into a pen full of coyotes. You, go, you might want to. You're Nolan Ryan. You might want to protect those hands. He's a man's man. He doesn't Turn, give a shit. Turns out it all worked out for Nolan in the end. Nolan Ryan turned out fine. But prayers up for Tom Seaver, by the way. Uh, George He's got Brett. Dementia. In 1983, George Brett was spending a day off at home watching baseball and doing laundry. He heard that Bill Buckner was coming up to bat, and he broke his toe racing back to the TV and missed 19 games. Uh, you got the infamous Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent did not fall down washing his truck. No. There's 0% chance that Jeff Kent fell down. And I know, uh, uh, Mike, we talk about uh, this a lot. I know if when you're listening to this, I know that you uh, also hate Jeff Kent. Um, there's, there's uh, That is my... Uh, that is my one conspiracy. When people ask, like, what's the one conspiracy you believe in? I'm like, I'm not sure about a lot of them. Although I usually say that Flight 93 got shot down. But um, uh, uh, but I 0% chance that Jeff Kent fell down while washing his truck and broke his wrist. It did not happen. Uh, in 2012. He definitely broke it, but he was doing something that he wasn't I thought he cut to it. Do. He broke his wrist? Yeah. He was probably on, like, uh, skiing or on a dirt bike or something. Uh, in 2012, Steven Strasburg uh, left a game after four innings because he accidentally applied icy hot to his genitals and was too uncomfortable to continue pitching. Yes, uh, this that um, I've been there, man. I think the Red Sox, uh, Curtis Laskanik, uh, yeah, um, ended up like giving himself chemical burns and had to miss a couple games because he uh, applied too many different uh, uh, sort of like uh, topical. Uh, uh, icy hot sort of things it, one time i had icy hot and i was just like putting it on my like calves or something and i was just wearing basketball shorts it was kind of like an end of the day thing so it was basketball shorts no underwear nothing like that but then i just kind of like r- just like rubbed like this just much like i just did for you and over the basketball shorts and it went through and it was on my balls and i had to get a shower like it hurt so bad i've gotten some hot sauce in the eye i did it uh like um i have the bad habit of rubbing my eyes constantly my uh, uh hands are constantly touching my face and i should be sick more than i am but uh i uh, i was when my parents were living in florida there was a bottle of hot sauce that i picked up and just i don't even remember if it was, i opened it. i just picked it up and put it back down and then immediately touched my eye <laughs> and i guess there was enough around the cap that it, it uh, burned uh what else we got here oh chris sales infected belly button ring do you remember that I forgot he had a belly button ring. He's still the uh, the anchor of my fantasy squad. I forgot he had a belly button ring. Might be my team name I, this year. I wish the ground would open up beneath Chris Sale. He's remember a, when he started cutting up his jersey? He was uh, just so mad. Unbearable. He's got. He be, is an idiot. He has to be the worst teammate. Oh yeah. Uh, Trevor Bauer sliced his finger playing with a drone right before the World Series. Oh, it's a really, that was incredibly it's fucking stupid. So many places that it should have cut him instead. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, you had David Price who said that his, his fucking arm was, I don't remember all of it, but like he just playing too much Fortnite fucked up his hands. 
That'll happen. You can get a uh, uh, you, you can get gamer thumb. You can get a bad uh, get a get a bad. You got to build up those calluses, or otherwise you can uh, uh, really hurt yourself. Uh, John Smoltz burned himself while trying to iron a tie that he was wearing, like currently on him. That's a classic. A lot of people have tried that. Um, this comment just says Joba Chamberlain and the trampoline. Joba jo- Chamberlain did hurt himself on a trampoline. Yes. If you're a professional athlete, don't jo- go on a backyard trampoline. Like, Joba Chamberlain also seems like a dumb guy. I don't know what this is. Ray Fossey once got his shoulder obliterated by a sex offender. That. <laughs> That sounds a, promising. That's, that, that's very open to interpretation. Uh, Sammy Sosa went on the DL for sneezing and throwing out his back. Uh, yeah, don't sneeze when you're like bent over. Okay. Um, I I did that the other day. I was bending over to put something in the trash and sneezed, and uh, it really hurt my ribs. And apparently, you can break a rib that way because it's a pretty violent muscular action. Yeah. So if you're in an unnatural position, uh, um, your your body's not uh sort of prepared for it. Brandon Inge strained his oblique, fluffing his daughter's pillow. That's one of those things. You know, I, I uh, <laughs> something that happens to me a lot in the morning is while laying in bed, I will go to stretch and, like, I'll sort of, you know, turn, like, arms above my head and, like, turn my neck and it'll sort of... And, yeah. And it'll sort of, like, uh, and it'll sort of... I, I was holding my microphone away from me while describing the action. But I will uh, occasionally just like not pull something in my neck, but it'll kind of get stuck that way, where um, like my head tilted back, and then just like the muscle tightens up, and then I have to like loosen it up and to, to finally get my head back forward. Very difficult. Uh, all right, we're gonna move on to our last segment of the day. I lied because we got wholesome, uh, wholesome post, but this is the last thing. Okay. So one more song. Well, we have a wholesome tweet for the first time in a while. Yeah, let's see it. We're loading up. This is a post from the Sesame Street account. Uh, it says, looking for an additional coach at NYCFC. Yeah! Yeah, that's it! We got Grover here. Yeah, kick the ball! Kick it! Kick it with your feet! Those are the, the parts of your body! Than at the very bottom! No, it's not. Nothing to not like about that. That is just so funny. It's good. And again, it isn't that different than Jurgen Klinsmann. No. Like there, there's we the, need to after, score goals. After he got fired and there was the thing where, yeah, everyone's just like, yeah, he would come in the locker room at halftime and say that we need to score. And everyone would say, <laughs> okay. Got nothing drawn up. Uh, no. Nope. Like, Guys, we do... Uh, yeah, no, that's that's one of the things I say on competition day to my kids, where it's just like, uh, guys, if I'm teaching you how to do it today, then uh, I've it's, already it's fucked up. Too late. And that's kind of like, I think that was kind of his strategy as well. He's like, guys, if I'm teaching you how to score goals today on game day, we've already lost. No, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he's smart enough no. to have 
thought about that. I, I think uh, I, I think he probably felt the way that I feel watching the U.S. national team, which is just incredible disappointment. <laughs> just like, just do better! I just can't believe that with all the resources at our disposal that everyone sucks this bad. Yeah, no, okay. Uh, that's it for this week. Uh, good news, though, the um, Women's World Cup is coming up in France, and we got, a, we got a shot at that one. Did you see the ladies are suing, by the way? Yes. Um, good for them. I also saw that Adidas uh, is paying out the exact same performance bonuses to the women that they're paying to the men. Cool. Good. Um, but yeah, U.S. women play on June 11th, 16th, and 20th. Where is the World Cup this year? France. Okay. So the games are in the morning and afternoon. Unfortunately, there are none at uh, convenient times like 7 p.m., but... What are you going to do? Um, but I would like to go uh, to – there's there's one on a Sunday, so that's a good uh, day to get everybody out to the bar. I believe our group is Thailand, Chile, and Sweden. Didn't Sweden and I think beat the, the women? And I think the games are in that order. Within the last, like, two years? Or was that Denmark or something? One of the Scandinavian countries was, like, one of our rare losses in the last couple of years. I don't know. Uh, England just won the She Believes uh, Cup, which is sort of the, the tune-up um, for uh, for the World Cup. Uh, so I, I don't... It, it's hard to know um, exactly who's the... I, 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 it's not hard to know. There are people who follow it uh, much closer than I do. I don't personally know without having without having done the research. It's not as obvious as it is with the men's game, where it's just omnipresent. Um, so I don't I don't know how good uh, the U.S. women's team is compared to the rest of the world. Um, I think uh, the the rest of the world has very much caught up. So there are still some years where we're the best, but I think the rest of the world is getting much much better. And uh, England, uh, England, that, that's my uh, the Eng- England's my pick. That's your pick. That's my pick. Uh you based know, on the, you know, based I, on the She Believes Cup and uh, and out of support for all the uh, was for, the for the Arsenal ladies. Was the She Believes Cup a international uh, tournament? Yeah, it's uh, obviously not the size and scope of no, a World we Cup. We host it here, and I think it's like a, an invite only sort of thing. It's not like an, an open tournament. I, I think it's one of those things where it's like this, a lot of the, the the best teams are playing. Um. But uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, to watching the, the the U.S. women. My pick is the U.S. women because they're uh, uh, yeah. It it's one of those things where there are it's it's a shame the first two group. Well, you know what? Maybe uh, I I I remember watching Thailand in the 2015 Women's World. 